after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. After all the drama and talking points and controversy, the quality, maybe the lack of quality, it really was all there. On a Saturday afternoon, we turn to you and ask for your opinion, and you always deliver. So come on, 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Rangers fans, I'm pretty sure you'll all be delighted about everything, really, uh, regarding that performance at Tyne Castle. So get in touch. Who stood out for you? Uh, what pleased you the most? How does this set you up for Tuesday's trip to Anfield? There was that red card shown to Cami Devlin as well, if anyone's got thoughts on that one. Celtic fans, your wins earlier this season were all about destroying teams. This one may be a bit more uh, nervy, a bit more about getting over the line. So get in touch and how, let us know how you felt. You're probably just you know getting back in the car or on the, the train or the bus. So nice to hear that eyewitness account as well. 01419511025. You add to that, Hugh, the drama in Paisley, the Ryan Porteous show in Dingwall, Derek McInnes hoping he never sets foot in Pataudry again, and Dundee United's woes continuing. What a day it's been. The word I'd apply to Rangers in Edinburgh, convincing. The word I'd apply to Celtic in Glasgow, unconvincing. They've lost their captain, McGregor, for next weekend's game away to St Johnston because with minutes left to play and Celtic 2-1 up, he was forced to take the hit, the red card hit, because Hatati almost played in Louis Moult and Callum McGregor had to take him out. And now the captain is missing. Celtic were unconvincing. Missed chances. And even having had the lead twice at home, never looked as if they were home and hosed. Uh, elsewhere, bottom three clubs are already isolated and in distress. Ross County, Kilmarnock, Dundee United. St Johnston continued to climb the table. St Mirren, well, what can you say about a team that was apparently going to be threatened by relegation and now, unless they're careful, might end up in Europe. So it's been a mixed bag of a day Lots of goals Lots of excitement And therefore Lots of talking points Absolutely And it's 01419511025 To have your say On those talking points Celtic fans If you're just coming out the game Is that a, a worrying performance level Or is it that old cliche About winning games When you're not at your best You always hear both sides of them at Rangers fans You certainly were impressive And convincing As Hugh said today So what did you make of it In particular Pick up the phone and let us know. That's what David's done. Uh, David's a Rangers fan. What pleased you the most, David? Uh, what really pleased me the most today was Rangers' bounce-back ability, being able to go from a team that didn't look like they could compete for the SPFL to a team that I think could genuinely go out of the group stage in the Champions League. Wow, so all in, all in one game, you've, got, you've gone from finishing second in the Premiership to progressing in the Champions League solely based on today? Yes, I think 100%. I think that Rangers team was a Rangers team, the best Rangers team we've seen since the Europa League final, definitely, and performance-wise. Yeah, I don't think many would argue with that last point. No, but I think it's wild to suggest that Rangers will emerge from the group. They've played the, the first two matches and lost heavily. They're at Anfield next time out. Now, I know that Liverpool have started poorly mm -hmm. uh, and had a 3-3 draw with Brighton today. Uh but the problem for Rangers is that Liverpool need the points. Uh, they they think they should be getting out of the group stages. They need to beat Rangers midweek and they'll have to up their level of performance. But I, I don't think you can read into a, a big win, a convincing win, an entertaining win over a poor heart side 
I don't think you can read into that That Rangers will emerge from their Champions right. League group Let's worry about the Champions League hopes next week, Gordon mm-hmm. um, For now, David also says that's the best performance since the Well, the end of last season really So that would be, you know, translated That's the best performance this season Maybe one of the best away performances under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Would all those things be accurate? Well, I couldn't pick out a fault in the, uh, today's uh, display From most of the players even the substitutes come on, contributed as well. Uh, it was a perfect day. I thought Rangers started the game brilliantly, Gordon. I really did. I thought they set the tempo of the game. Cutly slack passes. Probably put the game to bed earlier. Yes, Hearts can look and see we were poor today. I thought it was down to the fact Rangers made them look poor. Um, with the 10 men, um, when they get sending off, did that change the game? Not at all. I think 11 v 11 Rangers were still... It ends too... the game though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. but I think I think looking at the game, unless it needs... Unless it was going to have a real twist, yeah. right? It was never going to be anything else but a Rangers uh, victory. Mm. And I thought that Van Bronckhurst will leave Tynecastle thinking, I've had a real good weekend's work and you'll look forward to Anfield. Yeah, it would... Is it Rangers' best performance of the season, Mark? Is that is that an easy answer because the rest have been getting criticised? Yeah. Even I mean, we go back last time Dundee United won the game, but my goodness, the negativity on here was quite something. Is that is this the high point performance-wise? I think so. Pretty simple. I think that first half, even take away the sending off, the the goals, the way Rangers set up to play with the two wide men. And I said at the time, you know, an assist from Kent one side, Matondo the other, your striker, your main striker scoring two. And then, you know, Morello's getting involved and Davies getting minutes. It, it was by far their best performance of the season for me. And I think it restores a bit of optimism about the you know, about the Rangers fans. David's on there. He's, David's Very maybe getting a wee yeah. bit ahead of himself with the Champions League stuff. But in terms of league stuff, well, why wouldn't you be optimistic after watching that this afternoon? David, how impressed have you been with the goal scoring of Antonio Cholak? Absolutely brilliant. Maybe I was a bit over enthusiastic, gentlemen, about the Champions League hopes. That's just to just to calm him down a bit. But back to Cholak there. I think there's no reason that Cholak can't finish top goal scorer this season in the SPFL. He's been very clinical and he'll be a key part to the Rangers' success this season. Well, you think he's the top scorer already, isn't he? Let me Double check nine. Um, yeah. I couldn't contradict David on that particular point because he's got the the figures early on. Uh, he looks to be growing in confidence at a, a very speedy rate. And uh, right now, if the choice is Cholak or Morelos, then you're going with Cholak. But today, the other point we made was that Morelos came on a hungry man. He knows he's number two. He's not happy about that. And the way he took that chance, that's a man who's saying to his boss, I have lots more to come. I thought that was a big plus today for Rangers Morelos coming on and scoring Gordon because I think he now knows he's got that challenge. Cholak, his movement's brilliant in the box, you've got to say. Uh, I thought his first goal, I highlighted it uh, a few times this afternoon. He's He starts the move, he carries his run, he gets a great ball in from Kent and he buries it and he went on for a nice wee run for his second goal. He's a good goal scorer. He knows where the back in it is. Don't ask him. He's not a Morelis. Don't ask him to link mm-hmm. up and fight centre halves. He ain't going to do that. He's got to play in the shoulder, look for the scraps, get the goals. But I thought today Morelis come on, looked hungry for me, looked sharp. He could have probably scored more than one. And when he got his chance, he simply buried it. And by the 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 way he reacted, the celebration, 
he was really yeah. happy with that goal. Do you like to see this brilliant knack, Mark? You know, for talking about top scorers in the league or whatever, there would always be an, uh, a school of thought where it's bound to be easier for Celtic and Rangers strikers because they dominate every game and they create the most chances. It doesn't seem like Cholak needs that many chances. He seems to take most, if not all, of the chances that he gets in a game, yeah. which is a, a nice habit to have. I think, you know, some of the early criticism put towards him that he wasn't doing much, like Daz was saying there, was because chances weren't coming his way. The Rangers' wide players and midfielders weren't supplying him with much clear-cut opportunities. And then he proved once that was the case, once Kent or Matondo or whoever else, Tillman or Lawrence... Provided him with opportunities, he puts the ball away. He's an instinctive finisher. And, you know, that's what he was signed for. Rangers got first glance at that last year. Remember when he, he scored a couple against them. And if you're starting your career in this fashion, it looks like it's only going to go one way. Strikers, it does knows, thrive off confidence, thrive off goals. And they very rarely then just, you know, put a stop to it. So he's certainly on a roll. It's a, a hard, by the way, it's a hard decision for Van Bronckhurst for midweek. Who he goes for? Because Morelos coming on and scoring and doing well, you know, makes a tough, tough decision for him. Cholak has got four goals in his last two games, Mark. I, I think he's earned the right to start. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the thing that's almost um, is probably niggling away at everyone is you, you maybe would have said that going into the Napoli game, not that he had scored the four, but just that he was he was number one choice, and you know, he still picked Morelos. But yeah, it would be it would be quite a quite a, quite a, a statement wouldn't it if Alfredo Morelos suddenly came in and played well then puts a but he a, scored two uh, and, and by two I mean also I don't mean well, the number as I say I think it's great for any manager to have these two guys who are bursting the, into the team and score goals and now he's got two because earlier in the season he only had Cholak because the manager himself said that Morelos's attitude was unacceptable but now he's got two competitors Absolutely uh, Right, thank you to David What about Andy From one of our big cities To the other Andy's in Edinburgh You must have Antonio Cholak On your mind Andy Aye, absolutely mate I thought he was brilliant Again today um, I'm starting to compare him To Marco Negri I remember Marco Negri From when I was a teenager And see if it wasn't For this World Cup I'd fancy this guy To get 20 odd goals Before before Christmas I, I genuinely think this guy And, and I, I, I know we're, a, a lot of Rangers fans Are moaning about he doesn't do enough. I don't care. He's putting the ball in the back of the net, and that's what he's paid for. End of story. It's the nature of it, Gordon. We mentioned it before. It's not like he, he he's getting all these chances and and taking mm. some. The first one because of where he is and the class of Craig Gordon, it's, it's probably a half chance. And the header leaves Craig Gordon with no chance. Then the second one, Craig Gordon does everything right. He comes out. What do they call it? Five, five point, point save mm. or whatever the goalies do these days. And he's manages to almost, I'm not saying he did this bit deliberately as such, but kind of squeeze it in the tiny wee gap under Craig Gordon's armpit. And he just yeah, he just knows how to get the ball into the back of the net. Yeah, and, and plus the fact, I think where you've got to give the lad a lot of plaudits is his movement. His movement in the box, his timing of his movement. You can be standing there thinking, right, I've got marked, I'm fine. And then you just glance at the ball for a second. He's on his bite, he's made that movement and he's punished you. I, like, I'm i in the camp and I know people may disagree with us if I'm it doesn't matter back in my day the now and the future if I'm a centre forward I'd rather score goals than be man of match every week I'd rather be a goal scorer and people say well he doesn't contribute in the build up play 
I would rather just put the ball in the net because see at the end of the day I'm a centre forward and I always thought my job was to score goals for the team and mm. Cholak as much as he is not a link up player he may get better at it but he knows where the back of the net is and that's important yeah. for a striker so it probably comes from a place where there will be times and whether it's when you step up a level although Hearts are you know, one of our best teams but when you need some, sometimes you just need players to be absolutely central to what it is that you're Mm-hmm. You're doing as a team that no for if for if and when the day comes along that Cholak doesn't suddenly score every chance that he's got, that's what people mean, isn't it? When they talk about having a player that really suits the style of play or helps you be better well, as a I, team. I, I think that's why um, Van Bronckhorst went for Morelos in the lead up because he hadn't really been hitting the back in the net, and he had Morelos fit, and he looked at Mar- the Napoli game and thought. I can play a different game by mm-hmm. playing the ball up to Morelos. Now, I think you go to Anfield on Tuesday night. If the two of them were fit, I would play Morelos all day long, right? If the two of them were a hundred percent fit. But right How's now, Morelos not hundred percent fit? I don't now, think though, do I mean? don't think he's at that sharpness of the, the the pace of the game early. They're bringing him on off the bench. They've started him in Napoli. He's not had a full ninety plus minutes under his belt, really. Uh, he's he's worked his way back. He looks hungry. He looks fit. Now I just think in down to Anfield, and as much as we're all looking at this result, Brighton and and Rangers fans will get carried away and thinking, right, Brighton can go there, Rangers can go there and uh, draw or win or whatever, and it may be the case. But if you're going to get out mm. to Anfield, you need an out ball yeah. up front. If he was, if, if Morelos was fit enough to start against Napoli two weeks ago. Two weeks ago And then Come on today Got a good What was it Half an hour And mm-hmm. scored He's fit enough To play against Liverpool If, if Cholak's chosen It's because he's number one Not because Morelos isn't fit Well if, if he started Against Napoli Which was probably One of the biggest games He doesn't even come on Against Dundee United So It doesn't tell me He's up to speed because as much as you can turn around and put the argument to me that Cholak was even at that, that was right. still two weeks ago as well. Right, but but what was my, he done for what, the last fortnight? Well, my my point is, you're saying that not up to speed. If he started against Napoli, which is a massive uh-huh. game, right? They say right, put him on the bench against Dundee United because hmm. Cholak's a number one striker. Well, I think. It's horses for the track As I keep saying I really do I believe right, So it's got nothing to do With Morelos yeah, fitness listen, then. He, He'll still be saying Morelos is not up to speed In, in February No, he, no. You're right it, We're now I'm, in October I'm, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think Morelos Is at the stage now That he can go For that 90 minutes and well, who's it so, so it's not horses for courses It's who, based on Morelos' so fitness so it's one of the other. Who's to blame for that Morelos That Morelos isn't fit in well, October managed, two games managed, in a Champions League campaign seven games in hold on we're in, dan- we're in danger of going round in circles here but it's either horses for courses or it's Morelos fitness it can't be both that's a direct contradiction so Andy what uh, <laughs> save us Andy <laughs> Morel- Morelos coming on and scoring as well Andy which uh, how, how pleasing is that ah, no as much as I love the Alfie uh, I, I get what you're saying I probably would play him if he was 100% fair at Anfield because he's that different type of player but Domestically, I just want to win the league. I don't care about Europe. I want to win this league, and I think the boy Cholak can fire us to it. Certainly looks like it so far, Hugh. Um, well, at least uh, Andy's an honest man. Never mind the Champions League, never mind the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium, never mind the Johan Cruyff Arena, never mind Anfield. Mm. I just want to finish above Celtic. At least the man's honest. Uh, yeah, but to a point. 
you know, you can't when you lose four 0 in Amsterdam, don't just shrug your shoulders at the end of the game and go, "Oh well, I don't care about the Champions League anyway." It's just not the way it works, is it? You no, saw no, the reaction to the no, Ajax game. But, but you know, there will be many supporters who agree with Andy, and many Rangers fans who will disagree with them. Uh, we'll find out. That, you know, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is already on record after being sorted out by Ajax and Napoli as saying that. Rangers just mm. can't compete at this level. Well, mm. on that basis, mm. they'll they'll lose at Anfield. Yeah. But, you know, does Robbie Nielsen say, oh, "Well, you know, we just can't compete with Rangers and shrug the shoulders"? And then everyone just keeps doing that. I don't really know where that that gets us. Um, how does it set you up for midweek, Andy? Is that another pleasing thing? I know you're saying that you just care about the league, and obviously you get the three points. But the thought of going to Anfield had you lost today, the mood would have been grim. Where it's, it's the opposite. No, it would have been horrible, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I missed putting a ticket for the match myself, but um, no, I'm looking forward to the game. It's it's, it's glamorous, but listen, if we get beat, it, it doesn't matter to me. I've, when somebody asks me the question at the start of every season, I just want to win the league. End of story. I just want to win the league. It's, it's bread and butter. Yeah, I don't think anyone doubts that, but you don't have to choose one. You know, that, that it's a conversation people have for fun, but nobody's making you only pick one. I think you can have a level of success. I think things can um, impact on another. The, the result at Anfield, were it to be another four nil against Rangers, you're then looking at it and thinking, mm. oh. "Well, that, that's the point, isn't it?" And that's why I went back to that night at Ajax. You remember, or, or then the, you know Napoli. It was four nil, then three nil. It didn't keep any of the Rangers fans warm at night to say, ah, well, it's just the Champions no, League because no. it, it can then impact, you know, maybe what you do going forward or your confidence or if that comes off the back of a league defeat. Uh, if you keep taking hammerings, even the, the, the Cholaks of this world uh, and the, the Taverniers and the Goldsons, even they will think, Oof, every time we come up a level, we get well dealt with. Uh, so it's not good for the morale. And for instance, Gordon, like the Ajax game seems to have done for Malik Tillman at, at the moment. So that, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's important to you don't have to prioritise the Champions League over the league. But you're obviously you're in it to try and make a good account of yourself. A hundred percent. You look at the way Rangers went last year in, in the Europa League. It went round after round after round, and all of a sudden everybody was getting excited by the time they got to the final. Uh, I'm not saying by any matter means that Rangers will get to the final. I think they'll struggle to get out of the group. Um, but I think you've got to, if you're a Rangers or Celtic, you've got to start the season and aim mm. to win everything you possibly can and see where it takes Thank you, Andy. Celtic fans, you'll be getting out of the stadium now. I know it's hard to get out in these busy games, but what do you think uh, of that match now that you are making your way home? Uh, was it a worrying performance or is, do you just have to accept that those come around every now and then uh, in a league campaign? Let us know what you made of the talking points. Callum McGregor's red card, for instance. We'll speak to you next. Games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Evans are taking your calls on the day's action, and there was quite a lot of it from Tynecastle all the way through the afternoon at Celtic Park and Paisley and Dingwall and Tannadice Petodre. There was so much to get through. Let's check in with Davy, who's a Celtic fan in Hampton. How would you sum up Celtic's performance today, Davy? Alright lads, I just feel every time Wales plays, it makes the crowd nervous just driving home for the game tonight. And everybody always goes on the back of Starfield, he's this and he's that, but it just shows you how much we miss 
if Cardavickers and Starfield partnership because anything Welsh and Yens play together, it just makes me nervous. Yeah, is that a fair point, Hugh? Yeah, very much so. Um, I think it's a major concern for Ange Postacoglu to be without Starfelt and Carter Vickers for the game against the Leipzig in Germany. Um, Welsh, he's young, perhaps it'll get better, but he's too easily bullied. Without being too unfair then on Stephen Welsh, though, Mark, is it is it the combination that Davy says? Because remember, Morris Jens was getting a bit of praise for the Celtic fans when he came in. You know, if it's well, if it's one of Carter Vickers and Starfelt, mm-hmm. mostly Carter Vickers as it's been, are you then okay to play Moritz Jens? You're then okay to play Stephen Welsh, yeah. but when it's them both, there's maybe then that drop-off. I think so. I, I think it's a, it's a concern in as much as that pairing isn't as good as your first-choice pairing. I mean, what what is... So you're always going to get a diluted version of Carter Vickers and Starfelt. I don't think it's that alarming look against St Mirren everybody was alarming today well was there a bit of nerves there possibly at the end of the game maybe but that's just natural there's no doubt they aren't the first choice pick but I don't think it is disastrous at this stage and I think you're right I think Jens with Carter Vickers or Jens with whoever else looks okay same with Welsh and one of them just two young lads, maybe no, no right for each you, other. You liked Moritz Jens when he first came in, yeah, Gordon. You yeah. thought he had something to offer. I um, think there's a great point made there. I think that if you stuck Carter Vickers in there, um, somebody with a bit of presence, um, probably talking all the time, organisation, I think the two players are better. I, I agree. I think that if you look at Celtic, if I was going up against Celtic tomorrow, I look at the front men, midfield, two full-backs are very good indeed. I would go at their, their centre-backs as much as I possibly could because yeah. I think that's the weak link just now. But it's not to say that Welsh is a bad player. Or Jens, I like him, but I just feel they need a strong leader in beside him. I think overall, the last two games, last two league games, um, defensively, and I include Joe Hart in this, he hasn't looked convincing. Um, the goal lost today, Juranovic and Hart, I blame Hart. However you look at it It's a comedy goal The captain has been sent off And will be missing next weekend At Perth against St Johnston Because Celtic were still With minutes to go And a 2-1 lead All over the yeah. shop Yeah Davey What about the performance level then? Um, some people might think It's a worrying performance level Others would say Well We've been really convincing already This season And inevitably You're going to need to Grind it out a bit over a, a campaign Which one of them Rings true for you I might just want to say that If you look at Motherwell's performances They've actually been playing well Right We kind of expect to Show up every day And walk over teams But You still expect A level of performance Because everybody Since the start of the season Have been saying Celtic's second 11 Could beat any team Oh, the squad depth's amazing But over the last two games It's actually proven That the squad depth Maybe isn't as strong As we think I think that's perfectly valid as well. But there wasn't the no, squad wasn't really rotated I, today, apart yeah. from the. I think the, the squad depth is good. I think what David says, I think Celtic's setting eleven should be able to beat everybody. But I do also believe that there is times where people have off days. So I don't. I, I think if the team that played against St Mirren went out again, I don't think you'd see a similar performance. I think the players that were brought in that day were quality, and you still had. You still have regulars run about them as well. And the changes that were made were regulars. 
that have come on or, or started previous games. So, nah, I think the squad depth is good. I think even the people that are in the stand that don't even get a look in the bench would would walk into most teams in this league. So, I mm. think there's any problem there. Yeah, Davey, how confident are you that it is a, a short term thing that will will turn itself around? That's two league games in a row where the performance has dipped, and you just wouldn't have seen that coming, would you, a few weeks back? No, there's no major issues. Right? You can't expect to play a hundred percent every week, but you expect a level of, a level of professionalism when you come up against these teams to actually just do your job, just try and do the basics. And that's what I find when you bring in Welsh and Jens, none of them want to take leadership. And Joe Hart then gets a bit nervous with coming out for balls. He could actually sit beside where it was one goal, where the own goal was scored. And you can see Joe Hart, I don't think he even made the shout for the Juranovic. Juranovic just try to play it back to him blind before you notice an own goal. Unreal. Is that right? I mean, that's that interesting, Mark, because we did say that. I feel like everything about that decision, uh, that incident, does hinge on whether Joe Hart shouted. If Joe Hart roars and says the keeper's coming to get it and Juranovic ignores it, that that's Juranovic's fault. But if mm-hmm. Joe Hart doesn't shout, that changes everything. Well, I suppose so. And like the atmosphere at Celtic Park today, you would have been able to hear the shout you know it's not like when Rangers come you can't hear anything um, I just like even if Joe Hart does shout right I question his decision to come anyway you know why he's seen Juranovic was in control of the situation so he makes something out of nothing do you know why I think I think he came and you're talking about I totally agree with you a normal question it's the way Celtic play quickly right if Juranovic leaves that the way Hart's running yeah, to the he side, was on to he's going on it and he's playing early and that's the way they've been taught to play so I think the communication has been wrong because there's no way a goalkeeper of Joe Hart's experience is running to the position and Juranovic is chesting back that way without there's no mm. communication there for me uh, Davey any problems with Callum McGregor's red card? You have to do it. That's actually, that's, that's a, I tackle that if he didn't make, you'd be shouting at him. Why do you not just pull him down? You see it every week. You need, you need to make that thing. You actually see, you see after he was sent off, he was shouting at Greg Taylor as if to say, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't angry at the red card. It's actually angry at slack play that caused him having to do that challenge. The red card all day, you can't argue with it. That's honest. I take my dream tinted specs, he got off. The red card all day, mm. but you need to do it. Davies some, people, man. some people will argue Hugh That's the way it works But well, um, yeah, but Davies da- no problem with was it Was that the game? He's an honest man When McGregor went off He was raging But mm. it wasn't because The referee had sent him off It was because yeah. His own teammates Had put him in the position Where he had to take the hit Interesting one Because Hatati Is the one that undercooks The pass Mark But I did Hear that You know And well Davies backed it up he was more. He seemed to be angry at Greg Taylor or someone out on that side of the pitch rather than Hitati's pass. So, um, so I think, I think as well. I think Taylor. Does Taylor the one that passes in Hitati who then undercooks the pass? But look, Ange Postecoglou tells Celtic to play that way. He tells his players, no matter the minute, play that way. Now, Greg Taylor, any other manager or, or when I played. Your 90 plus minutes or whatever it was into a game, you get the ball in the fullback position, you're cutting that down the line when it's 2 1 just to, to dro- run at the clock. But this Celtic team have been drilled a different way. So I get his frustrations, but it's the way they play. And look, it's as good as a goal for Celtic there because it, I mean, when you see it back, there's an opportunity. Joe Hart, you're right, Hugh, Joe Hart's way off his line, uh-huh. way out of position. 
So it's a first time finish And a, a pretty simple First time finish I think for Tierney I don't know whether Joe Hart loses concentration Or it's too, for the last year it's been too simple for him What's he doing there? Um, well listen Davey's got no problem He's a Celtic fan Thinks it was a red card all day long You might disagree Celtic fans Because that's the way it works So if you do It would be nice to hear the other side of the debate Feel free 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB We're at that stage Of a Saturday as well Where the Manager's reaction uh, Will start to come in as well So I'm looking forward to hearing What some of them had to say uh, Alec is also a Celtic fan On the line How do you feel after that today Alec? Very 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 relieved uh, The only good thing That I think About today's game was That Carl McGregor Might get a wee rest next week uh, because he plays every minute of every game and I think and relies far too much on him. The reason Hatati also didn't put the ball into Rosette, if he puts it into Rosette, Murrell are going to get a, a throw-in and we cannot defend throw-ins. We've got a six-foot-two keeper that can jump. Last week or two weeks ago against Murn, he practically threw two balls into the net. He should have got the first one. The second one, he should have been clearing. He's six-foot-two, he should be out catching the ball. As you said there, he's out of position again. He wants to play at half-back the way John Clark used to play. Hatati, obviously, Callum takes one for the team. But we were very, very lucky that he... And see if Motherwell had really four Celtic today, they would have beat them. problem when you've got any sort of modern attacking strategy, Mark, you cannot have it both ways. You cannot praise Celtic for winning the league and praise them for their start to this campaign... And then when you don't have a brilliant performance Say Joe Hart plays too high And they, they overplay The success that they have had Is built on playing that way yep. you, you can't do it It's Yeah it, It's not going to change it's bit, Under this manager It won't change And they will live and die by it We've seen that And and the bigger occasions Where you think Right Change the way you play Shop shop in the Champions League No It's not for it, happening It poses a very interesting question Next week in Perth what will Celtic look like without Callum McGregor? They're having a closed door game arranged for him to keep his fitness up here. But, <laughs> I, but you get back. You to don't see it very often. Yeah, I, I mean, mean certainly the, the in theory the options are there because on the bench you've got Abelgard, yeah. Moy, and Turnbull. Yep. So I mean you've got three to take take a pick from. I'm I'm, I'm taking the captain and his inspirational qualities out of the team, and I'm wondering who steps up to the mark. To, are, to be Callum McGregor so There are very few options uh, Very few times for club in our country Where you can't pick him Gordon And Alex says that Ange Postacoglu relies too much on him So did Neil Lennon So did Brendan Rodgers <laughs> yeah. So did Stevie Clark So did Alex McLeish you know, yeah, for He's the such last... an important player And that's why he's the captain And that's why he's the leader And uh, I think he used a bit of experience today When he pulled down Mole He knew that he was walking I think it was Tierney in the end I know there was a bit of oh, confusion was it? Yeah. Sorry um, But I just think that the boys are right Celtic that's the way they play And you're going to have mistakes And one happened today Hatati was never kicking the ball out of the park He was trying to keep possession They also Hart, didn't have to kick the ball out no, of the park exactly. He just had to execute what he was doing better Hart, Hart plays up as a sort of a sweeper keeper As they call it He wants involved You see every single time and when the he's, when he's there Starting moves quickly right. Which allows you to go and beat Rangers convincingly Correct. Nobody's complaining about it Yeah Yeah um, Alec, did you have any complaints about the red card for McGregor? Oh no, 100% If he doesn't take it, the boys He's either got a run in and 
uh, Joe Hart's away with his goal and he can lob him 100% it's, a, it's just a very very poor pass at the end up and he, he, he had to mm-hmm. do it Yeah you have to remind yourself you know what that offence is we were very set in our ways and you talk about last man and then you start going can, Lee, uh, can Stephen Welsh come back it's, is it denying a obvious goal scoring opportunity well when Ross Tierney gets it there's a still which I generally hate still images but for something like this Joe Hart is outside the box uh-huh. and he's then turning to try and scramble back the way Stephen Welsh is a fair distance away so whether it's last man or not it's not important is it an obvious goal scoring opportunity in a single movement Tierney could have chipped the goalkeeper don't need to advance terribly far he could have chipped the goalkeeper right there and then because Joe Hart goes wandering um, so it was a red card without doubt and Callum McGregor's anger going off was with his mm. teammates and not with the referee Thank you Alec What a result for St Mirren They were pegged back late, late on They were down to 10 men and then they went up the other end and scored a winner Livingston missed a penalty as well Here's what Stephen Robinson made of it <laughs> Yeah, listen, character I think the one word that is, is character It was um, it certainly wasn't a an attractive game of football the wind and the conditions didn't help Livingston make it like that and they're very very good at it but um, we matched them we, we outbattled them as well which is very very rare and when we went 1-0 up I, I thought we're you know when they missed the penalty with 10 men I was very confident we wouldn't concede a goal because we work on it so much we work a lot of games where we play with a man less um, so they, that's the only disappointing bit about the game in terms of conceding the goal but what character to, to come back again and certainly we know that we can play well every week you can pass the ball well every week but um, you can work your socks off every week and you can give absolutely everything that's what the group of boys give me every single week we were in two minds about taking Keanu off or, or leaving him on at that stage because he's obviously been halfway around the world So, and then Flinney comes on and adds that wee bit of quality and nous that he's, he's provided throughout the squad you know, and he's been I have to say he's been fantastic with the younger boys um, sometimes when people aren't playing they don't get the credit but in terms of driving boys you know, him and Richard Tate and Joe Shaughnessy have been fantastic professionals so it's important to acknowledge that but yeah we, we grounded out it wasn't attractive but if you're you're going to stay in the top um, six then you've got to win games like that there and, and dig points in St Mirren fans how good does that feel 0141951 I'm sure there's a lot of more interesting stuff to come from the managers today I'm very keen to under uh, to hear what some of them made of today's performances so we'll do that and take more calls next after they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. We're on the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Looking back on a busy day in Scottish football. I mean, we heard Stephen Robinson just before the break. Character, Hugh, is what he said. And it'd be hard to, to grudge him that assessment when they were down to 10 men, pegged back, conceded a penalty... And still went on to win the game Third place St Mirren In third place uh, You know Even Stephen Robinson In his quieter moments Must be thinking Wow um, So Good luck for them But they've, they've got to keep it going In terms of who's not having a good time Liam Fox Permanent <laughs> manager now Of Dundee United They lost at home To St Johnson Really disappointed yeah. Always difficult when you um, You come in 2 down at half time um, the goals that we conceded were poor I every goal you concede is poor um, but a few individual errors um, and that gives you a mountain to climb 2-0 down at uh, any SPL um, game is difficult 
Uh, so yeah, disappointed. I thought we actually started the game okay. Thought we started the game okay. Um, I would like us to be um, a bit more ruthless. I mean, like shots at goal, more crosses in the box. Um, give the, the fans something to cheer about. Hopefully, bring them with us. But when you lose two goals like that in the first half, um, everybody's the position we're in at the moment and not having the league win yet. Everybody is a wee bit nervous and a wee bit edgy. So listen, we're going to have to have overcome that. And um, we've got a big game against Aberdeen next week. So listen, you can look at any goal and you can pinpoint usually three or four things that are wrong. Um, first goal especially is one ball over the top. So listen, like I said, we've got plenty to work on. Plenty we need to improve on. We need to improve on quickly. Um, and that is the plan. A five point gap between the bottom three and the rest here. Yeah. Or, you know, Ross County are 10th, they're five points behind Motherwell, who are in ninth. Um, and Kelly, a point worse off than County and Dundee United, bottom two points, winless. I can't think of anything positive to say about Dundee United right now. They are toiling two points out of a possible 24. Um, nothing going right for them. Tony Watt at least got a goal today, which is only his second since joining the club. But on and off the park, they mm. are a toiling institution. But let's bring in, let's bring in Ange Postecoglou as if he's on the phone. Yeah. Hi, Ange. Uh, how's it going, Ange from Australia? These are his post-match thoughts, of course, speaking uh, to Andrew McLean and others. It should have been a lot more uh, comfortable than it was. Um, you know, we um, started well. We, we, in the first half, we, you know, we created some really good opportunities. Unlucky with a couple hitting the post, obviously, but. We had some good chances. We're usually pretty good at putting away. Where you know we just lack that sort of clinical edge that we usually have, which yeah, sort of doesn't reflect I think our dominance in the game. And then uh, we give them a goal, which gives them some encouragement. And then you know we have to work hard second half again. Generally not too bad, but we just again lack some some clinical edge. Scored a good goal, and then. Again, sort of lost a bit of concentration towards the end there, which, you know, disappointing for Cal that he had to get the red card. You know, he's, he's taken one for the team. Not sure it was a red card. It looked like we had a covering player, but the referee was in a better position, so he got to cop it. So, um, yeah, but disappointing for him. Did you appeal that, Ange? Oh, at the moment, I've got to have a look at it. Yeah, I've got to have a look at it. Like I said, from where I was, but that's, you know, I don't have the greatest angle because I'm the furthest away, but it definitely looked like, you know, I think it was Yossip or somebody was coming around there. So, but we'll have a look at it. These things happen in football, you kind of know, you know, and invariably they happen when, you know, it's it's a game like today. It never happens when you're, you know, four or five up, you know, so. But that's just, yeah, that's... Yeah, they're human beings, mate. Uh, as much as I would love to uh, control them while they do that FIFA stuff, um, <laughs> you, you need to you let, let let them be human beings. They're going to make mistakes. The appeals panel would need to come from the Green Brigade for Callum McGregor to get off with that one. Uh, so nice try, Ange, but he did admit he was a he was a fair distance away. So uh, Callum took one for the team no doubt yeah, it wasn't quite an Ange Postacoglu slams red card decision Gordon no. he just said he wasn't sure it was a red and he'd see it again all that sort of stuff yeah and I'm sure when he sees it again and, and sits down and looks over Gordon I think I agree the referee got the, the, the right call um, I, I agree with him I, I think if you look at the overall picture is if, if Celtic aren't beating teams mm. three and four everybody thinks oh we weren't at it let, today let me sort of stop you there just so that we don't steal Paul and Mary Hill's thunder I think he'll make a similar point And okay. we'll take a look at um, Some of the other incidents Paul, is that, is that fair? Were you about to try and 
maybe put a bit more of a positive spin on things than your previous Celtic fans who'd been on? We gave them a goal today that was completely our own doing, some terrible defending. But she bar that, and obviously McGregor at the end. Motherwell haven't had a sniff, and Celtic have hit the post twice, or the bar. We missed an open goal, it looked like, at one side. Kyogo, one and one. And one of the ones that came back off the post, Kyogo had a great chance with a header, and we scored two goals. So I wouldn't really record a single Motherwell chance, whereas Celtic have recorded seven or eight chances. And I feel, just listening to some Celtic fans calling in, some people on the panel, as if it's been a disaster today. When it, Although it wasn't great, I don't think it was terrible or empty panic about. Just need to be more clinical, in my opinion. Is that the point you were going on to make, Gordon? 100%. 100%. Um, I, I look at the, the fact that Celtic, yeah, the minute they don't rack, rack up three and four goals, it's, oh, hold on a minute here. They hit the bar, they, they hit the post, they, they missed a few chances. Kyogos is a, is a bit of a sitter, the header, yeah, and then yeah. McGregor probably should do better yeah. when he fires over. Yeah, the game could have been well by Motherwell before, obviously, um, Juranovic and Joe Hart decided to give them a, a friendly welcome with a goal. Um, and, that bit, and then what happens is Motherwell have got a bit of confidence, they've got something to hang on to, they make it difficult, they're well organised, but... I always, in fact, I was going to say during the, the, the show, the only way Mother will get anything out of the game if they had to score a next goal. And if they don't score a next goal, I wasn't expecting this to finish 1 1. I think Celtic had it in them today, where it was, you know, got over a line 2 1. But I wouldn't be panicking if I was a Celtic supporter because it wasn't 3 or 4. The chances were still there. Yeah, I mean, Mark, if I go and pick up these Claret and Amber tinted specs, you say, ah, but Mother will had Celtic rattled and Callum McGregor had to pull. Uh, Ross Tierney back That's how much You know They're clinging on at the end Sort of thing But even I then Would have to admit You, you can obviously look at it The way Paul is And say You know On any other day The Celtic concede that goal Probably no. not yeah. And then They're a lick of paint away from Both those long range strikes Going in Does Kyogo miss that one You know So Yeah McGregor's chance I would reluctantly admit That you can definitely Appreciate where Paul's coming from Yeah of course When it's not your day uh, And how many times Have we heard that Oh it's not It's not a team's day Because they're hitting the bar Well as long as you As long as you get The all important goal Celtic got that 2-1 Motherwell Very rarely threatened What Maybe a couple of set pieces In the second half But like, you're going to get that Over the course Of a league season You're never going to get a team that is going to batter every single team at home 3 4 5 nil, without having any challenge or having a wee bit of an off days. Celtic weren't at the sparkling best today. No doubt about it. Jota wasn't as a sparkling best. Maeda, he'd go through a lot of them. But they still scored when it mattered. And did they come under pressure? Well, in the last few settings, of course because it was a real goal-scoring opportunity, but again, I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. There will be days like that for both Celtic and Rangers coming forward, so I don't think it's a big concern for Postacoglu. Uh, let's hear what Stevie Hamill made of it. Well, coming away disappointed, I, th- I feel frustrated a little bit. I felt especially the latter part, latter part of the game we could have you know, been a bit better. Um, you know, posed... Yeah, we, we, we posed some threats there but just in the, in the big moments and the big chances and the fine details when you come to places like this need to be better and I feel like that was kind of difference I, of course they're, they're going to have possession and things like that but we don't want to hold out that was the message before we understand what we're up against in terms of 
the opposition, the stand, the, the, the crowd, the, the occasion. But we needed to stand up to that and be better than that. I felt we did that for for parts of the game, but you know, just those little bits towards the end. You know, we could have we could have been a little bit more clinical, or a little bit tidier in our playing. We could easily be coming away with something here. I feel it's a good red card for their point of view. I feel a bit Ross Ross Tierney's in for sure. He's in. You know, I think Joe Hart's in a bit of no man's land as well, where he's not sure. So. Yeah, we, we, you know, I feel like whenever we stressed them or pressed properly and we got after the ball side, you know, we, we caused them problems. You know, but again, we've, we've come away with, with the plan here was to come away with something, and we've not. So, yeah, that's where the disappointment comes from. I was just about to get some closing thoughts from Paul, uh, and he's gone, which is understandable because I've gone and uh, played that clip. But uh, quickly, then, why don't we do Derek McInnes because it was a real tough um, day for him back to Petardry and losing heavily. Yeah, I think it is fine margins. I was pleased to a point. Um, you know, we banged on all week and we've spoke to the, the, the players about Aberdeen are a really strong counter-attacking team, as good as counter-attacking team there is in the league. You know, Jim's brought a lot of speed to the team and um, we're disappointed in the manner of the first goal because we just allowed ourselves to be a bit too stretched and they took full advantage of it. So we're disappointed because I thought we had um, two or three chances to, to, to deal with that. Uh, I'm more disappointed particularly with the second goal because we're still heads still scrambled for the first goal when I think it was a blow for us after you know, competing well enough in the first half and I felt that the second goal isn't good enough you know when you lose a goal in quick succession like that, it just drains the life out of you and, um, um, I think from kick off we give the ball away and we're not quite set and the second goal as I run through I thought it was a soft penalty I'm no way to hide behind here sitting here and saying it wasn't a penalty um, my first thought and having seen it again I think Miofsky maybe goes into my goalkeeper he's, and it's rather than a challenge but listen it was untidy it was uh, scruffy for us we've got to deal with it better and that's us Hugh sum yep. it all up for us then it's been quite the day at half past 12 Celtic were on top of the league table at half past two Rangers were on top of the league table at five o'clock Celtic were back at the top of the table and the third force in Scottish football was St Mirren I've really enjoyed my day out Hi, it's been great it has been great to get the Scottish domestic football back on what a day it was Rangers fans delighted with the 4-0 win at Tynecastle and understandably so onto Anfield of all places Celtic maybe not at their sparkling best but top as Hugh says with a 2-1 victory over Motherwell with Callum McGregor sent off St Mirren the third force as Hugh Keevens is calling them uh, a great character shown uh, according to Stephen Robinson 2-1 against Livy Ryan Portis inspires Hibs in Dingwall it's not a good start to life under Liam Fox for Dundee United as St Johnson win there and easy street for Aberdeen against Kilmarnock we will look back on it all on Monday night from 6 o'clock so make sure you don't miss it you would be crazy to and get your weekend truly up and running with George Bowie and the GBX next.